Yo, what's up and welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 77. And here we have my friend Vinny Ramos. How you doing, bro? Hey, everybody's watching Vinny. Everybody's Come on. Right now. You guys are you're crazy. In your cars, whatever you're doing, you clap for Vinny right now. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll clap. take it. I'll take it. I'll take any kind of human interaction right now, even if I can't hear it. <laughs> yes. feel good that somebody else is on the other side. We need it, bro. We need it yes. badly. Vinny, man, tell me, how's it How's it going? How's, how's the, this is everyone's favorite conversation, right? We talked about that before we started, but tell me, how's quarantine life treating you? Yeah, well, I think, number one, it's crazy, obviously. I think I'm ready to get out and just, like, go back to normal life and even do, like, all the things that I didn't like doing before. Hmm. So I think totally. there's, like, this total difference when you know you can't do the things. You just want to do everything. So, like, I'm trying to go get a car wash, <laughs> my car out. I'm trying to like go to the bank. Yes. I'm trying to just do anything, you know. So, I feel like it's just that's how it's going. It's it's going crazy. But to be honest, I, I have a family. Um, I've got I'm, I'm married. We've been married like six years. Come I got on, a three year old. He's about to be four next month. And then come on, it's crazy. We we actually we had like a quarantine baby. So she's two months old. So she was wow. born like end of february right before we went on lockdown wow. and so lots of family time so in, in that sense um i'm glad to have the family time but i'm, I'm definitely ready to just kind of get out and do go do in the boring things that's that's so good I, I i didn't even think about that like how how little we take like i can just go to the bank and just get money and like yeah. say hey have a great day or like go into mcdonald's and hang out yeah. with kids not no, no more. None of that stuff is happening. <laughs> Not no more. It's true. Talyn, I don't know what you think, but Vinny, like, what do you think? What's, we talked about this last week, but are people, go, is America just going to go back to being like high-fiving, hugs all the time? Or do you think it's going to be like this quick, like one second, like, ooh, can I, can I give you a high-five or can I oh, give you a hug? totally. I think, I think oh. it's like different forever. I, I really do. And I think like the weirdest part is, is I, I think just the whole social distancing thing. I think that's what's not going to leave us per se. I mean, I don't know if you've been going out doing like grocery shopping, but like I go grocery shopping every Friday because I just go once a week. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like, it's a pretty cold experience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everybody's kind of looking at you like, are you sick? Do you have the virus? Yeah. Are mm -hmm. you right? You know? And so I feel like you know, I would like to think in, in a couple of years or maybe in a year and a half, it's going to go back to kind of what it was with just like talking and, and conversing. But I feel like for a while, I feel like it's going to be kind of cold towards people you don't really know. Yeah. Which I'm no, bummed because totally. I'm out going. So I'm like, I want to hug the cashier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, thank you for not asking if I wanted paper, but just knowing like, can I hug you? Yes. And I can't yeah. do that right now. So, yeah. you know. That's a good everybody point. that I run into at the grocery store, I want to have a conversation with. Yeah. And uh, I end up telling myself, like, you know what? They probably don't want to talk to me right now. But I'm an extrovert, so I got to talk to everybody. Exactly. Um, so the lady at the, the cashier's, you know, she, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Let me tell you about my life real quick. You know, <laughs> like, you're the only human reaction I get. So She's uh, like, stop breathing on me, please, sir. <laughs> yeah. Sir, please yeah. stop breathing on me. <laughs> People have been waiting for 15 minutes now, so we got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. If you could step back, sir, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's, it's so weird, like, going for a walk or, like, seeing, like, this happens just because we're, like, being from a the dangerous neighborhood people went to the other side of the street just because you look different but sure. this is going to happen all the time now you're walking okay. down the street and you're going to run into somebody 
and you go to the other side of the street. Well, now for once, everybody gets to feel that, huh? Yes. So, anyway. Now everyone's going to be like, oh, gets to feel oh it. that's what it's like just to be brown. Okay, cool. I get it now. Now I'm playing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They get to step in our shoes for a little bit. I think, it's, I think it's crazy. There was someone. So we had someone working on our roof. He was, he had no idea of social distancing. He, he didn't understand it. Like he would just be like, Hey, what's up? Like, how you doing? And he comes up to me and he's like, Hey bro, do you want to bike the STP with me? And I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. And he was like, no, nah, we can train together. And I was like, we have the social distance, bro. And he was like, ah, no, nah, it'll be fine. And um, he goes down every, to every house and knocks on their door. Wow. And is like, Hey, do you want me to do your roof as well? And people posted on the neighborhood app and they were like, why is this guy in a pandemic <laughs> oh, door to no. door knocking? <laughs> oh no, that's so tight. So because he's trying to feed his family. Yes, he's yeah, a, exactly. he was hustling. Man, I bet. He asked us, I don't know how much you guys know about roofs, but he asked us, he goes, um, so I've never really done this before, but I, oh. I want to redo your whole roof. Come on, solid attempt. <laughs> Solid attempt. <laughs> and, and, and we were like, um, I don't think that's how roofs work. And hmm. we want you to be bonded and insured. And you're just yeah. the guy that has his tools in his red car. <laughs> like, <laughs> A for effort, though. Seriously. Hustling. So I think you're right, dude. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to change everything. Especially- yeah, I think it's just going to change like people's mindset. I think even just people's awareness, right? Like on, on the serious side, I think um, – you know, when has washing your hands ever gotten this much attention, right? Yeah. And like, it's For something real. like, it's so funny because we all know like you're supposed to do it and you should do it, but nobody really pays attention to it. And I think now like, you're like, wow, this whole virus has been carried through like the spread of germs and mm-hmm. look what it can do, you know? So I think, I think in some ways, right, there's, there's that coldness that is going to come with it that I think is going to take a while to shake. But I think in a, in a different sense, I guess you can look at it as a, as good. There's a, a better sense of awareness of, I think just like sickness, overall health and those kinds of things. So yeah, you know, there's some good, there's some bad that comes with it. Right. And it's yeah. going to take a while to kind of level that out and see what we keep and see what we let go. So. It's going to be, it's going to be weird to, yes. to, 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 to not going to operate well. He's going to be like, you want a hug, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Lynn yeah, said, I'm going to go for it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to anyway. get kicked out of every, everything. I'm going to get kicked hey, out do, of everything. You do you. What do you, guys yeah. think about, what do you guys think about Georgia? So this is another thing. Obviously, we're still talking about it. But so they've only been locked down for two weeks. No, and then and they opened back up. On, right? They're opening on Monday. They said, enough. <laughs> he was like, I'm over this. They're, they're ready. Well, they're not the, ready because the, their curve hasn't even they, – uh, they are still – their numbers are getting higher as – as we go. Yeah. And one of the Georgia cities is the biz is the epicenter right now for, in America for it. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, and I think, man, that's scary. That's, that is crazy. He, bold. he was like, he didn't tell any of his mayors that it was, he was going to do it. So the governor just gets up one day and is like, we're opening back up on Monday. And the mayors are like, bro, you didn't tell us any of this. And so businesses have to like get going. Wow. And, and then the city, I forgot what it was called, but they're like, uh, can we not open back up? Because we are the the epicenter yeah. right now of what's going yeah. on. It's, yeah, I just think we have to, I want to open back up as soon as possible. Right. Yeah. But I think we'd rather open back up and at least know that 
we could be healthy first. Yeah, no doubt. I understand the whole, I understand the whole, like wanting to get back to business and wanting to, you know, thrive and feed your family. I get it, man. I, I totally understand. But at some point, when, like, at what point are we going to make sure that America's okay before we start taking precautions to be selfish, you know? And yeah. I think that people right now are protesting and, and doing all this extra stuff to make sure like, Hey, I want to, I want to be back working. I want business to open up. And, and it's like, Yes, that, that makes sense. I, I also want to be back at work. I also want businesses to open up, but I also want to make sure that nobody around me gets sick. I also yeah. want to make sure that grandmas are okay and right. people who have underlining issues can make it through this, you know? So yeah. it's just, I think it's kind of selfish for the people protesting and stuff right now. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I think it's such a tough, um, it's such a tough thing to even give perspective on because everybody has a different perspective in this, yeah. right? Like we're all in sure. this together, but we're not all coming from the same place or encountering the same issues. And so, you know, I feel like that's what makes it so challenging to address it. Because I, I think for me personally, like I have not been overly impacted um, with my job or financially or health wise. Um, by what's happening. So I, I feel like I'm ready to go back, but I know other people who have been impacted. And so, you know, I think it's just, it's so tough to, to find like one answer that suits everybody, right? Where people sure. are like, and I need to get back to work because I got to feed my family. And then yeah. other people yep. are like, I have underlying health issues. I can't go back to work regardless. And I need everybody else to stay home. Mm. And so I feel like it's tough to make that call. I mean, I can't imagine like the weight that that must feel, you know, on like, just even like the world leaders, right. To try to decide what's best for mm -hmm. at the same time. I mean, talk about pressure. Right. And then this whole thing, I mean, not to get too into it, but it's all become like overly politicized and, and just everybody's kind of divided on it. And there's reasons here and reasons there. But I think for me personally, I, I, I mean, we're already this far in, I'm like, let it be for something. Right. So yeah. I'm trying to, if it needs, a, if we need a little more time, then I'm like, fine. If, if we got to go a little more time and give people uh, just like their health and, and life. I'm about it. Yeah, you know? for sure. But it, but it is tough. It's tough. That's a good segue, bro. That's a good, that's a good segue to what I'm kind of thinking. I put this on my Instagram story and it's just like, I love what you said. Cause you're saying like, I'm not impacted by, you know, and, it, and really neither, I haven't been impacted really either. Like, I'm just like, I got, you know, I got my stimulus check, but I still have money coming from my other jobs. And so it's like, yeah. I just like social media is such a is is the focus now, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's supposed like what they're doing, their experiences, and I'm like, that's awesome. But I don't know, like, what do you, what do you think? Like, the way people use their language of like, this is such a great time for me. Yeah, this is such a um, a spiritual time for me. And while that's good, I think sometimes we have to check it because that's I mean mm -hmm. that's privilege, bro, to be like, yeah. I'm, I can go on vacation in this time. You're like, whoa, how, you know what I mean? Like some guys yeah. are like, what's a vacation? I'm not going on vacation until I'm 40 because of, yeah. because of this, right. you know? So. No, it is, you know, that's such a, it is just so challenging, but I think it goes back to what I was saying, just realizing that we're all in the same, um, we're all encountering the, the same problem across the world, but we, we all have different perspectives and mm -hmm. it's impacting us differently. And I saw something on um, social media. It said it, I think it said it the best way I've seen it so far. It said, we're all um, encountering the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. And so everybody is equipped or ill-equipped for this scenario differently, you know? And I think, I think the best thing that we can do is just have awareness of that and then try to have grace and understanding with each other. That's good. Um, yeah. 
you know, but, but I think even in that it is hard. My wife, she was just asking me because again, we just, um, we just had our, our second baby. And so, um, for us, aside from, you know, the pandemic and everything that's happening, this is a really joyful time for us in the sense of family. Yeah. And my wife, she was like, man, I want to post so much about our baby, but she was like, I don't know, like, is it, is it weird that I'm happy and excited, um, in this time? And I, I thought, no, like, mm-hmm. I think if anything, man, we need to continue to try to spread hope. Right. And yeah. we need to try to bring life and light to these crazy times and crazy scenario. But I do think, um, to overly generalize this entire pandemic and say like, this is a great time. What are you talking about? Soak it up, you know, (laughs) you're reading. I think that is probably not the best way to have grace and understanding, you know what I mean? For what other people are encountering. And so I think it's just that, I think it's being wise about what you post and what you say and not assuming that everybody else is encountering this pandemic the same way you are. Cool. But I don't think that should limit us from celebrating yeah. the things that we're grateful for, even in this time. Does that yeah. make sense? No, that's good, bro. I think that, and I think that's, I mean, that's on the button is there's nothing wrong with being like, cause me, I'm optimistic. So I'm like, Hey, we'll be cool. We're going to be all right. Things are going to yeah. back up. And some people are like, Nate, like chill out. Like you're, and I'm like, <laughs> I, no, I got, someone has to, right. um, I don't know if you watch the news a lot, but there's this uh, new segment called facts over fear. Mm -hmm. um on one of the news sites and it's only fear like it's only fearful facts like how many people you know and i'm just like i'm not going to pour into that i'm gonna pour into celebrating you know what i'm saying so it's like jokes humor still doing a podcast i think that's what people need and so yeah yeah i agree because i actually had a couple call me bro and they were like hey we're gonna we we just we just figured out uh we're pregnant um and one i don't have no kids so i don't know how to be like cool like you know i'm like but they're scared <laughs> they're scared like yeah what's what's gonna happen yeah. in this pandemic and i was like one you can still celebrate like 100 i think that's your saying bro is we can still celebrate and have hope in this time even Absolutely. though even though some people are like this ain't working yeah and i think i think one good way to kind of counteract all of that negativity or even just some of that you know uh false generalization that's happening is just being authentic right in like what we do share and what we do post i mean here's how i equate being in quarantine i feel like if you've ever played racquetball you're in that like room and you're hitting the ball and you have a good swing and then before you know it the ball comes like right back at you and it's just like back and forth yeah i feel like that's what it's like right now with our emotions it's like every moment every day is so different you know and i feel like the best thing we can do especially like as crack followers and then i feel like as leaders is to just be authentic to what it is that we're feeling. Acknowledging yeah. that like some days suck and some days are really great, that there's things that are impacting us in a negative way, but there's also things to celebrate. And here's the crazy part about it. That's not really quarantine, that's just life, mm. right? And so I feel like there's just like life principles that you can apply in the quarantine time that just make sense, but I think that they allow us to present a really good, just like authentic, real life, so that people can just pull hope, but also find authenticity. I think both are important in this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. Talen, what do you think about that, bro? No, I, I think that um, I think that for me, it's it's like what Vinny was talking about with his wife, um, and he says that uh, you know she's kind of like on edge about posting about the baby because she's happy about that. Um, I think that it it gives people a sense of hope um, and that kind of thing of like 
for me at least I'm excited to get back to the normalcy of like life where um if I'm posting something that's super exciting online it's because I want to be in that moment or I want mm -hmm. to be in that place like for me right now I've been posting a lot of like worship videos and uh sermon people and things that just get me excited to get back to the place where we were before this yeah. um so my idea about posting that kind of stuff or having seen that kind of stuff is like i want to give people hope and then i see other people trying to do the same thing does that make sense so like you're giving people a sense yeah. of like oh absolutely i want to be in the spot where i want to give somebody some kind of like excitement for the future if that makes sense That's so good, bro. So yeah. there's that, but we're going to hop up off this, uh, off this, uh, serious topic and get into Vinny. Well, we call this captions. All right. And so right. what we're going to do is we're going to ask you a couple questions and you have to answer them in a short, maybe corny Instagram caption, you know, just like we used to do when Instagram came out 2000, whatever. And so first question is what's your go-to order? At your favorite hometown restaurant. Ooh. Let's see if I uh -oh. ribs and more. Mm. I'm from Texas. Okay. So ribs and more. That's All it. Right. That's it. <laughs> Easy. That's it. Easy. Okay. Uh Tillin, what are you thinking, bro? What's your favorite? What's your favorite rest? What's your favorite? Um P1 extra well done on the steak. Add extra noodle. Side of spring rolls. Wow. That you you put that, you took that off like a rap song. We should throw a beat behind that. Seriously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that's you asked me what's my order. I'm gonna give you my order. I'm gonna give you my order. He's he's just saying authentic. That's all. Authentic, you know. All right. I'm the fuck god, man. Hometown. The crazy thing is Tacoma's not really known for like a lot of food. Yeah, you know same. I mean? My hometown's not known for good food either. That's why I just threw out fuck because it's like. There's not a restaurant that I can go to where I just like sit down and like, yep, I'm going there every Friday. That's my spot. You know what I mean? Like, but I will tell you this: you guys have been to uh, Pack Southern. This is mm -mm. Uh, this is a uh, Southern food place, soul food place in uh, in Tacoma, Ooh. and it gives you a heart attack every time you eat it. Chicken and yeah. waffles every time. Don't get at me. Love it for I'm a tip. Music is over. Yes, let's go. And a tip for all of you. When you eat chicken and waffles, you're supposed to cut the chicken up and eat it with your waffle. You don't eat the chicken and the waffle separate. Some, people, straight. some people be doing that, and I don't know why. <laughs> All right, next caption, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what is <Decent>. your <laughs> You got to tell them, bro. You got to tell them. What is your secret, um, whether there's a secret or not, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but to your balance between work and family and what's going on? Ooh. In one caption, yeah, I would post chaos is cool. <laughs> chaos is cool. Explain that. It's, it's just true. I feel like um, just like the more I get into life, the more that I do, the more that I'm responsible for or lead, um, the more kids that I have for sure, you have to just embrace the chaos and give some space to it. You know what I mean? And I guess like if, if it wasn't a caption, I would say, you know, controlled chaos or compartmentalized chaos. You know what I mean? Just going, okay, that's that moment for that. And I'm just going to be okay with it, you know? Yeah. So it's chaotic, 
but I love it. And that's what makes it awesome. So it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It is. Yeah. Balance is a, balance is a myth anyway. So, Oh, it totally is. <laughs> no, I feel like I, I hate that word uh, balance because I think it just doesn't exist. I think the way I would talk about it is I would, I would say um, I don't look for balance. I look for harmony, right? That Ooh. they work well together because it's not about Big having balance. One, yeah. You don't give 50% to this and 50% to this. and fifty. That's not how it works. Sometimes my marriage needs more of me in a different season than the next. And sometimes my kids need more. And sometimes the truth is even work needs more, right? It just, yeah. it comes and goes. And so I feel like it's not about finding balance, but it's about finding harmony and going, how do these uh, part, just different parts of my life, how do they intersect and how do they complement each other? Mm. And so I feel like for me, I, I stop trying to find balance and I just, I aim for the harmony. And that way I can give and take when I have to on the different things. So I'm stealing that mm. one. I'm taking that. That's actually really good. I might preach that next time. <laughs> Come on. I want to hear it. I'm taking oh, that. Woo. Yeah, he good. said, that's I want balance. I want harmony. Hold up. So uh, <laughs> we don't get to add on to our captions this one. So we got to move on to the next one because, he, I mean, you can't top that, dude. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That is it, man. Okay, all right. <laughs> We're going to – this one's not on here, Vinny. I'm going to throw a surprise one at you. I just thought about it. Uh-oh. That'd be funny. All right. I don't know if you're a shoe guy or a sneakerhead, but one shoe. Holy grail, you can buy it. What's the shoe that you're copping? Mm. You know, I'm going to – I mean, it's just so different now that I have kids. I, like, I, I don't spend <laughs> more than like 100 bucks on shoes like yeah. at all. So I'll just tell you that like the last shoe that I bought that I was really proud of. Okay. Uh, Nike 270 reacts. That's what okay. I got. There we go. So that's, I'll just stick with that one. That's good. I got the one with all the nice, nice. colors, you know, that way when you wear that black on black, but then you look down at the feet, Ooh. boom, there it is. Feet, so. Heat on the feet. I like that's it. it. Heat on the feet. Heat on the feet. I'm stealing that one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, if you got that black on black, Ooh. Hey, but he got that heat on the feet, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Tillin, what's your shoe, bro? What's, what's the shoe you're going with? I'm going to go with the NC Off-Whites, man. Those are so hard. Um, they are the baby blue Off-Whites Jordan 1s. Money. Just, just fire. Money. Yeah. Mine are, mine are the Space Jams. The 11, Space Ooh. Jam 11s. Yeah, come on, ha- guys! I have the funniest the funniest story though about Space Jam Elevens. So my dad would always be like, "Hey, I'll buy you stuff," but he'd always buy the fake stuff. Always, no. And, and he thought oh, it was no. like a deal. <laughs> he'd be like, "You said a- just give me a decent real something, <laughs> not the fake, really good something." He was like, "Hey, bro!" Like, so he would buy us jerseys, and one Bryant jersey he bought me was like legit like i was like this is insane um you know rest in peace but like the this space jam i get it and i'm like i think they're gonna be real and i get it and i'm like bro jordan got a butt cheek bro and he's not supposed to (laughs) and he was like nah these good these legit and so i took a picture of him by my uh, by our like apartment pool and they get posted to this sneakerhead page 
and everyone's comedy like fire, 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 oh. he, fire. And I was like, none of y'all are sneakerheads. These are fake. <laughs> <laughs> but I took it like the perfect angle to where you couldn't tell, like where the Jordan was. That's it was, funny. And back in middle school, speaking of shoes, um, I was watching, you know, Nelly came out with that song, Give Me Two Pair. I need two pairs stomping in my Air Force Ones, right? Yep. And uh, I really wanted these clear Air Forces that I saw in the music video. But you can't get those. Like, where do you get clear Air Forces, right? And so Let me know when you find my, them, bro. Beg my aunt to get me some. Listen, beg my aunt to give me some clear Air Forces because she just she was connected to the shoe game. She had a guy who bought fake shoes. And so this guy somehow got me a pair of clear Air Force Ones. No. And so I had clear Air Forces in the front and then the red in the back. Dude, I tell you, I was so hyped, but my feet had like fog in them at all points. So like oh anytime my. I walked, like it looked like there was just moisture in my shoe. No. It was the weirdest. It was sick, dude. And everybody at school was like, those are so sick. And I would wear the cool <laughs> socks with them. Right. And so. Yeah. I knew they were fake. I knew they were fake, but it was just like, dude, dude what? please I'm tell me you have these. a picture of these. I want to see you in these. I want to yeah, see I'll you to, looking like you're walking around with an aquarium on your foot. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to uh, have my stepdad put the video together. But I have a video of me like holding them in my hand, no. and I'm there. Just yeah, dude. I will. I will bring those out. I will, at the end of quarantine, you will see that in a video. I promise you, because Bro. I have, and they were legit. Yeah. These are real. Were they, did they have a black <laughs> swoosh or um, a white swoosh on them? I had the red swoosh ones. You ha- no. <laughs> yeah, dog. The, and they were red. They I'm were looking. red. Yeah. Yep. I just Look found, them up, dude. I just Clear found them. Nike Air Forces. Yeah, dude. Oh I had goodness. a pair. <laughs> this can't be real. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> did Nike make these or did? No, they're fake, dude. It's just like, it's just like. I think Nike made a pair, maybe. But, yeah, the pair that I had were just so fake. And they were red. Yeah. Hold on. I'm about to share this. I'm about to share this with y'all. Please tell Tell me. Please tell me that these are the ones. Are these it? Oh, no. Yep. Those are the ones, dude. (laughs) That is the exact shoe that I had in middle school. Oh, Guys, this is this is bad audio right now. But if you if you can try to envision <laughs> a red Air Force One, but <laughs> the part I where can the, see why that was looking foggy. Yep. <laughs> you know, you start walking in and your feet get hot, dude. Come on, oh. bro. And the top half is just clear, and you can see just the clothes. And uh, what's sorry? What socks did you say you wore with these? Oh, I had cool socks, man. I had like uh, during Halloween season, I'd wear Halloween socks, and Christmas, I'd put on the Christmas socks. Absolutely. I had like the UW socks, the Wazoo socks. I had pizza Whoa. socks. So I had all kind of socks, man. Yeah, I was clean. Please dude. tell me you still have them. The socks? No, the shoes. The no, I don't have the shoes. Oh, anymore. oh. <laughs> dude. No, I don't have those. But I just you brought up shoe stories, and I just I had to tell that one. That's a good one. The greatest. It's the greatest. I um, I pretty much. I'm sure I just have spam. I just d- put a virus on my computer. I'm like at five websites of like buy these clear Air Force Ones now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want them. I don't want them. There's, there's a guy that made tens and thousands of them. So good. Hot, and he still has them all. And that's that foggy oh, drip, man. bro. 
on. <laughs> that moisturized drip. Yeah. That's tough. Oh, bro. All right, man. Talyn, that that's it right there. The clear force once. Um, but the reacts are nice. I love the reacts. Um, I have the 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 this the ISPA reacts, the neon ones. Come on. You know, we trying. But awesome. Well, now we know a little bit about Vinny's shoe game. Come on. Um, what is, you know, first you'll start this question with like just telling people kind of what you do, but what do you wish you had known when you started out? Um, so first you can answer kind of what you do and then you can answer that in a caption. Yeah. So, uh, currently what I do, uh, I'm actually a pastor at a church here in the area. So I'm a campus pastor, campus lead. Um, and then oddly enough, I'm, I'm right in the middle of a transition. So I'm about to actually go and work. Uh, for Young Life. Uh, oh, shout out to Young Life, come on. Um, so really, at the end of the day, I mean, it's just pastoring and leading. That's what I do as a profession. And so I feel like if I could go back and tell myself something that would be really valuable is I would say, um, just soak up each season. Hmm. I feel like when you're young, you're just so ready to get to the next thing. And you're just so uh, fixated on arriving that you don't always acknowledge that you're just supposed to be building. Right. And I feel like that's what I would do. So I've been in ministry now for about eight years, um, full time. I feel like if I could just go back, I would soak up each season, um, just a little bit more and just enjoy it, you know, just enjoy it and not focus on what was coming next, but just go, here I am. Let's do it. Yeah. So I love that, man. That's good. Is and I feel you because I, I can remember literally me a year ago being like, "All right, man, what's next?" And I think yeah. we have we kind of just have to sit and be present. And oh, what, yeah. what what would you tell? What would you tell? Kind of maybe a young person that's in their twenties, maybe a young leader, maybe younger than twenty. That's just like, and this answers the last question. What did you wish you knew when you were in twenty? But like they're like, man, I need to go. Like it's time to go. Yeah. It's time to start. It's time to make it happen. Yeah. What, what would you tell them? Uh, I guess like since this is part of the captions part, I would say um, getting lost will still get you there. Hmm. You know, and I think um, especially like for a young person, you do you have to get lost a little bit. You know, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like getting lost in like bad stuff or anything like that. I'm saying like getting lost in just like the season of the life that you're living, you know what I mean? And just letting yourself kind of go down some of those little different like uh, places in life and trying different things. And and I think as you do that, you start to figure out what really uh, makes you tick, what you're really passionate about. But the truth is if you never try any of those things, then you don't know. Right. Mm, And so sometimes, yes, you find out who you are or where you're going by going, yeah, this was the right way. And sometimes you think something's the right way and you try it and you're like, yeah, that wasn't the right way. And so I would just say, man, let yourself get lost a little bit. Like, just, just chill out. <laughs> chill out and enjoy being lost sometimes, you know? Yeah. Whew. So then what do you think about that, bro? Tell that's uh, really good. He said, uh, get lost and, and you can still make it. I think that's huge because there's a lot of people that don't know exactly where they're headed, you know? And so being in the season where, you know, you feel like it could be chaotic or you feel mm-hmm. like you don't have control of it, it's okay for it to be chaotic. It's okay for you not to have control of it. Um, and, and just kind of let that season build you to where you're going. And I think that's, I think that's a good word that preaches it to itself. Yeah. That's heat, man. Get lost. I think, I think what's so funny about 
Sorry, guys. This person just stopped in front of our house to look at our flowers. Don't don't pick those flowers. Anyway, um, I think the, <laughs> I think the funny thing, uh, what you say about that is I think a lot of people, Vinny, think that getting lost is is wrong. Like they have yeah. to, they have to be at the finish line today or yesterday. Yeah. And so, and I think what happens is you know. Young, whether it's in ministry, whether it's a business, no matter what it is, people are just like, no, like if getting lost is failure. A lot of people feel like getting lost, maybe getting off the beaten path, maybe not doing it the way it's supposed to be done, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever that means, um, is failure. Yeah. Have you ever felt like that? Like that idea of like, ah, man, I'm lost, but I also feel like I blew it. Oh, absolutely. So many times, you know, and I'm sure I'll feel that again, you know, but I think, I think there's just, I I think you just have to realize that, that life is not, there's not one set way to go about life, right. Mm -hmm. To, to um, succeed. Uh, I think, I think you, you just, you do your best. Right. And, and I think, you know, this is a whole other conversation, but I think this is why it's so important to be anchored in the Lord. You know what I mean? So that you actually have that flexibility to go down different pathways and, and whatnot and that they don't end in ultimate destruction, right? Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to land there, but for sure I've done things and I thought, man, this was not the way I was supposed to go. And, and wow, that kind of set me back. Yeah. But um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. There are so many of the mistakes that I've made or places that I've gone that I maybe I, I shouldn't have been there or should have gone down that road as long as I did. And I go, I still see how that experience uh, got me to where I am today. Hmm. So, you know, I think of it like this, like if you look at somebody, uh, you know, my son, he's three. And so one of his favorite things right now to do is to play like mazes. Like he he just draws a little maze on the thing, but there's only one way to get out, but there's no doubt every time he tries to to (laughs) draw it, he ends up in a dead end, like at least three times. Uh And I'm like, I'm 31 and I do it and I still end up in the dead end. I just go back and then eventually like I get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, they're not dead ends because you don't you don't play a maze and get to the dead and go, oh, game's over. You just go We're back over. Yeah. and you go do it again. And so I feel like life is kind of like that. You know what I mean? I think it's all in perspective, but I think um, it's just normal. You know yeah. I mean? it's just normal. Hmm. That's good, bro. I think hopefully that encourages a young person listening. Any person who's leading young people yeah. is like the dead ends is not it's not really a dead end. Yeah. Cause you just turn back around right? and you'll be all right. You know, it's like when you walk, when you're walking, um, when I used to be kicking it with the hood rat, with my hood rat friends, <laughs> you know, like we used to be walking like, Oh no, it's dead end. You know, yeah. we're not like, all right, well, this is where we die. Like, <laughs> exactly. yeah, you don't call it quits right there. I mean, think about it, even in the context of driving, right. You get to a dead end, you don't park your car and get out and be like, well, <laughs> I guess we're not going. <laughs> yeah. You literally you, you just turn your car around, you go back to where you remember that you were. And then you try a different route. Man. So, I mean, that, that's so the same. It's yeah. so the same. Man, that's speaking, bro. That's really good. Well, thank you, bro. Thanks for helping with this Instagram captions, man. Come on. That is, uh, that's always a good time. Uh, to Lynn in his clear red shoes is so funny. My favorite part of the <laughs> week. I'm not just saying that because we're on quarantine. That was, that was like, that was good. I was good. Excellent. And now uh, I got to go give me a pair, man. Um, oh, me too. So now we enter this part, bro, where we talk about this leadership thought. And um, what I always love when I have guests on or where we have guests on is to let this flow out of why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, this podcast is for young people, 
and people who lead young people to say, um, maybe some tips, maybe some steps, you know, how do you get out of a dead end? And so, bro, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Why do you get up in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And man, this is such a, it's such a big question, right? And I feel like if I'm honest, I, I don't have the answer. I just feel like as I'm probably, as I'm getting older, I'm just like refining the answer in my life. Yeah. You know, and I think it's always going to be that way. But as I was really thinking about that question, I was kind of looking back at my life and just thinking through each season and, and thinking about what has consistently um, led me correctly. And I would say if I had to narrow it down to one word, like what is my why? What keeps me going? What caused me to do what I do? What has made me who I am? I would say that it is um, discipleship. Mm. And if you know me, then you know that I'm really passionate about that. But um, here's why I, I feel like um, discipleship is my why, because I think as I've gotten older, I've always looked for something that I can um, build. I'm a builder. Like I like to start things. I like to do things. I like to see progression of things. I can tend to be a driver too. And so I feel like even for my whole life, like I need something that I'm just aiming towards that I'm moving towards, right? Not necessarily something that I'm always doing, but just something that becomes me. And I feel like, um, over the years, like discipleship has really been that for me. Like it's gone with me in every season that I've allowed it to be a part of me. Um, in being a single man, in being uh, married, in being a father of one, now I'm being a father of two. As a pastor, as a, I was in banking before I was a pastor. So when I was in banking, like I feel like it's always consistently been a part of my life. And I feel like it's really valuable because you know, Christianity is a faith. It's a belief system, but I feel like discipleship is what activates that belief system in our lives. Right. And so you can, I I really believe this, like you can acknowledge Jesus and not really be a disciple Mm. because, um, you know, Matthew 16, 24, it tells us, uh, Jesus is saying, he says like, whoever wants to be my disciple must take up their cross, deny themselves and come after me. Right. And follow me daily. And so I feel like uh, to really take on that lifestyle of discipleship, it's a commitment and it's like a daily thing. It's not a a one time and then like, I'm in, I'm set, I'm good. It's like every single day making that decision, you know? And so I feel like if I had to do, put it in one word, like discipleship, that's my why. That's what keeps me wanting to do everything that I do to, to help pour into others Um, even to be just a good man. Like the older that I get, it's crazy. But that's really like what I want to be. Like when people are like, what do you want to be? I'm like, I'm just trying to be a good man. Yeah. Like that, there's there's plenty in that. And so I feel like discipleship really encourages me to go on that road. I feel like to be the husband that I'm called to be, to be the father that I'm called to be, to be the pastor that I'm called to be, discipleship. Like I have to have that. Does Mm. that make sense? That's so good, man. Yeah, I think that's it. And the the crazy thing is, is I've known you, I've known you for, I think two years because you spoke at student staff. Yeah. And I was like, and discipleship, I mean, that's, that, that was it then. And the next year when you spoke at it, that was it. And, you know, and then, and now you're, you're, you're becoming a part of young life. And so it's like, discipleship is the heart. And I think that's good. it It has to, I think what you're saying is it activates our faith. Absolutely. Kind of tells you what are you going to, I think for me, what it's done for me is like, what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. You know? Right. Um, Cause I think no, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And I think discipleship really 
um, when I say it like that, it's really the desire to be a disciple and, and really taking on that posture. And what does that mean? That means, you know, if you look at it in Jesus's context, you know, his was more of a, like a rabbinical context, right? He had these guys that were following him. And so he was teaching them and he was uh, helping them to understand something, but he didn't teach them everything just for them. He invested in them so that they could invest in others. And that's mm -hmm. why like, boom, here we are 2000 years later, still talking about Jesus. Yeah. Right. It's because they were disciple. And so I think it's, it's really, if you're going to go on, on that journey to be disciple and to be a disciple and to participate in discipleship, then it's having that commitment to say, I uh, desire to learn everything that I can, and I'm going to share everything that I've learned. Mm -hmm. Right. So it like comes from him to you and then you have to let it out. Yeah. You have to give it away. And I think, um, true story. Like the other reason why I'm so passionate about it is because when you, when you take it for the way that Jesus taught it, um, it is easily attainable, not in the sense of becoming a good man, but to just allow yourself to be discipled because everything that you're sharing is what you have first received. Mm -hmm. So you're not having to go beyond your own limits. You're, you're just sharing with the world and people what you have learned firsthand from Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I don't know. I feel like that is what makes it. I just go, okay, every day, like I just, I want to be with Jesus and I want to know that there's growth happening inside of me. And that's really like, that is the discipleship journey. Yeah. You know? And that's great. And, I, and, and again, I'm a young, I'm a young youth pastor. And so, yeah. but like what, what I'm finding and tell me if you agree with this, like in great pastoring is allowing our, obviously is allowing ourselves to be discipled. Mm -hmm. um, and, and because I think what I found so much when I was kind of leading people in high school was I was giving so many people things I didn't believe in and yeah. I didn't know. And then I realized like, no, look at Jesus. Like, obviously he's the one, but look at like, you know, I'm reading about all through Paul's letters and all that. And it's like, Paul was telling them exactly what he knew and what he had been told from Absolutely. Jesus and from the people he learned from. He's mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm not the one that made this word. Jesus gave it to me. Here right. you go. What you going to do with it? And right. um, I just think, I think that's, I mean, that's pretty much how he ends a lot of his letters is, yeah. all right, God told me this, your right. turn. <laughs> and Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and I think you're right. I think, you know, it's, it's so easy, especially just like as a young person and really at any age. I think sometimes like we say that about young people all the time, but the, the truth is it's true for any age demographic is to think like, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that, you know, or oh, if I want to be a youth pastor, I need to get really good at these things, you know, and I think for sure, like the more um, roles that I've uh, grown into, like as a man, as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, um, the more that I've realized it's not about me mastering those specific roles, but it's about really being with Jesus, aiming to be like him, and then sharing what I've learned from him. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, then what's crazy is in turn, I become a better man. I become a better husband. I become a better father. I become a better pastor. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's why, like, uh, if you think about it, like anytime you try something for the first time, it feels overwhelming. Right. And so there's so many times, like as a young person, which I'm 31, I still consider myself. Hey, like, come on, young man, let's go. Come on, <laughs> right. Anytime I look at anybody older than me or who's lived more life, I look at everything that they're doing and I go, wow, how do they handle all of that? like at one time, right? And I think it's because they're not trying to handle all of those different things. If they're Christ followers, then they're just handling being with Jesus, 
and growing in that and realizing that it flows oh out into my. everything that they do. That's so good. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. you're not focusing on how do I be a good husband? I got to do everything. How do I be a good dad? I got to do, no. How can I be more like Jesus? Yes. Like he was the guy and I'm not going to win at it all the time, but even when I fail, like his grace is enough, yes. you know? And so I feel like that's like the secret sauce. And I feel like that's why discipleship is so important to me because I've just learned like, if I'm going to do anything, even just halfway decent or half well, it's going to be because I did it through Christ, Yeah, you know? And so the only way to stay in that is to keep myself. I got to be a disciple. I got to keep learning. I got to keep taking it in. I got to keep soaking it up. And then I got to share it. I got to spread it. I got to tell everybody every single thing that I know. That's what it means to be a disciple, you know? So good. And I love what you said about Jesus is if we have to focus on one thing, because I think in anything outside of Jesus um, in culture, it's like hustle culture, right? Like not Mm. to make fun of it, but like Gary Vee is like, get good at this, get good at this, get good at this. And it's like, but what we get to say is no, no Jesus and watch what happens with everything else. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good, bro. No, it is. It's so true. And to be honest, like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I love to hustle. I love to work. I do. Like, I love working hard. And I think um, you just have to have kind of like what we were talking about earlier. You have to have that good harmony, right? It's about how everything harmonizes in your life. And the person yeah. who brings harmony to your life is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, you can still hustle. You can still work hard. Um, and you can also still take like a Sabbath. And take time for yourself, right? And they work together. I do find Mm -hmm. that when I'm filled up, um, not just with like the word, but even just with like quiet time where I'm filled up with space with my family, that allows me to um, work harder when I'm in that context than I need to, you know? So it's not a one or the other, you know what I mean? And I think our world so loves to do that, right? It's kind of like what you're talking about. Um, It's like all one way, like, go do this, go do this, go do this, or it's all let's just sit in the park and like listen to music. <laughs> it's like, how about on Saturday we sit in the park and listen to music. And then how about on Monday? Like yes. we go crazy, you know, yeah. and I'm, let's do it. Like, let's have both. Yes. You know? That's yeah. That's yeah. That's good, man. And you know, I, I can remember being like a young man before I was even 20 and just really having this desire to do something with my life that was going to be bigger than myself and have a really good impact. And one of the things that was really tough is I felt like a lot of the, um, not necessarily role models, but I think a lot of the people in like, even just like American, American culture that were doing big things, whenever I looked at what they were doing, it was great. But whenever I looked at like their family life Hmm. or just like who they were as a person, like it wasn't great. And I remember feeling like, man, if I'm going to do something great, like my family is going to suffer or Hmm. this is going to suffer. This is going to not be that great. Or I'm not going to be a nice human being. You know, yeah. and I feel like as I got older, I just I, I've chosen to totally resist that belief that you can only give all of yourself to one thing in that way that you can yeah. either be really successful, but not have a great family or you can have a really great family and not really do much. I resist that thinking. And so I feel like in knowing Christ, um, he's really unleashed that in me, you know, in the sense that, man, I can make the most of what I've been called to do. And I can work really hard and I can lead others and I can even lead large groups of others, but I can also have a really great marriage. Mm -hmm. I can be a really great dad that loves to spend time with his kids. 
I can also have my own quiet time. I don't have to sacrifice one for the other. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can do that, I believe, is when you find it rooted in Christ and you're just aiming to be like him and he will give you the strength to sustain you for whatever it is that you're called for. Right? Yeah. That's good, bro. Come on. Sheesh. If Tulane was still in here, I know he'd be, he'd be <laughs> dropping fire emojis all over the place. Such a great guy. Vinny, bro, thank you so much, man. Yeah. For those words, dude. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. Some people are like, I don't want it. But, like, can people yeah. follow you? How can people connect with you? Um, learn yeah. more this discipleship that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they can they can follow me on social media. Obviously, um, what's kind of funny is my social media. I, I probably need to do a better job of like portraying uh, several of the different parts of my life. If you go on there, there's a lot of like family on there. It's like yeah. me, my wife, my kids. That's kind of what it is. Um, but I'm gonna try. I'm trying to do better about <laughs> just kind of like sharing like also what I do for like a living and everything. Because yeah. I am proud of that as well. But they can follow me on Instagram, uh, Vinny Ramos. That's a good way. Um, the other thing is I genuinely am, because I, I'm so passionate about discipleship, I'm really passionate about young leaders and young people mm-hmm. that want to go on this journey. And so um, if there's anybody out there that's like, hey, I would love to just have a conversation or I would love to talk or just, you know, uh, come and see some of the things that you lead, I would say bring it. Like I will make time for anybody at least one time, right? Mm. And I think it's important. So there's that awesome. invite. Take it or leave Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. I'm taking it. Um, I'm a, you know, once the quarantine's over. Come on. Me and Vinny's on me all the time, bro. So it's game over. Um, But yo, uh, thank you so much again, Vinny. Thank you for popping in and having some fun conversation with us and uh, and also hopping yeah. in on just going in on what what discipleship means to you, what yeah. it should mean to us. And um, guys, I'm telling you, take what was said in this podcast, hey, it is good and, and share it with somebody. Share the link with somebody, share whatever you thought was good from this with somebody. Uh, and hopefully that you are staying home and staying healthy staying safe we love you guys and thanks for listening to the youth of the nation podcast peace